I'm sitting there and you just keep hearing the cash out noise. <laughs> and it went up to like over a thousand dollars. And I had to cancel the post. Like, why you guys stop sending me money? Because this is like cool seeing all that money coming in, but you're like, but I have to execute this now. Exactly. And on my business page, now it's up to sixty-one thousand. Okay. I was excited to show you the process. Like, y'all, look how I'm doing these. <laughs> so, like, I was always filming videos and like showing behind-the-scenes footage, and that's another reason why I think people. I was like, oh, let me go over there. Like, blah, blah, blah. Because the, people like seeing behind the scenes stuff. They like seeing how you make it and put it together and stuff like that. Exactly. My YouTube channel is now up to 36,000 followers. But like that January is when I got like a big rush of everybody just flowing in. And so this is just kind of my bounce back time. Exactly. Where I'm relearning everything. Welcome back to the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone, and we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting other aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast to give knowledge and information on how to get to the next level. Today, we have another special guest, Shauna Banks with Love Meets Cake. She's been in business for 10 plus years. Believe it or not, she has baked five thousand plus cakes like i couldn't believe it we literally sat here before we started recording and did the math five thousand cakes so i think the math was what do we say 40 cakes a month yeah and then multiply <laughs> that by you know the number of months in a year and then over the course of, of 10 years so she has a lot of amazing experience she's built a wonderful brand some beautiful cakes beautiful production she has a great story to tell on how she got started where she's at now where her passion lies, and there's so many other great things that Shauna wants to share. But we'll go ahead and jump right into it without further ado. Shauna Banks. Hello. Love Meets Cake. How you doing? <laughs> Hi. Good. Good. I appreciate you for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. So, tell us how you built such a successful business. Um, initially, when I started, um, I started doing cakes just for fun, for therapy. Um, it was just something to do in my spare time um I would bring cakes into work um and then after I saw everyone going crazy over them Mm -hmm. um then I would just I kind of just got obsessed with the whole craft of trying to make pretty cakes so after I was got the recipes down packed then I studied on YouTube by watching like countless hours of other decorators on how to ice cakes how to pipe borders do different designs use fondant and things like that so whenever I practiced a cake I would put it on Facebook you know people be like oh you know make a cake for my daughter and it just kind of took off from there so I would just always post pictures and honestly the way I think I grew so fast for one thing I started baking cakes in um 2011 2012 okay and honestly during that time in Columbus there was like only five of us custom cake bakers Mm -hmm. and I we knew each other because it wasn't many of us right like now it's heavily saturated but I started early Mm -hmm. so I started building a name for myself because I started early so that is one you know, I guess one, I guess, um, what I want to say, head start that I had um, above other people because I kind of started building my brand when custom cakes wasn't really a thing in the city. Okay. So, um, and then I guess I just have such an excited personality because, first of all, I was excited about cakes because I'm surprised that I was good at something. Okay. Like, I didn't start, I didn't even start baking cakes until I was 27. 
So I was always kind of like, what am I good at? And like, blah, blah, blah. So when this happened, I was like, oh, what? Like, I'm good. Because I learned the technique really quick. Okay. Sometimes it could take people a long time to learn how to just do a simple ice and things like that. But I didn't like struggle in the beginning with learning how to ice cakes and decorate. Like, it just came naturally. Mm -hmm. So I was always really excited. Like, when I would post a picture and I would just talk about cakes all the time. And I think people just fed off my energy because honestly, I didn't do any special marketing techniques in order to get followers. And I just always noticed over the years, people just gravitate to my page. And people were like, how are you going to I don't, I don't do anything special. Right. They just come over here. And honestly, I think it's just the excitedness that I have. I, I talk about cakes all the time. I post about cakes all the time. And I guess I, it's my personality. You know, I just crack jokes all the time so I, I honestly feel like because i'm a little bit more personable mm -hmm. that people w want to do business with me other like aside from um people who don't really post their personality much uh, you just see pictures of cake and you don't know who it is behind the cake okay so my personality i think inadvertently i kind of intertwined into the cakes and that's why people kind of gravitate towards me so that's really how the whole building thing happened it was by mistake it was just <laughs> something that just kind of naturally happened well i'll be honest with you when i went i went to your page this had to be a couple of months ago and i'm like wow i think you have what twenty six thousand followers or something like that on uh on on my business page uh -huh. now it's up to sixty one thousand. okay sixty one thousand. yeah that's on my facebook business page okay yeah i seen that and i was i was blown away but i wasn't surprised and I wasn't surprised because you've done such amazing work. Like over mm -hmm. the years, you've made some beautiful cakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, to where I would be in awe just looking at those cakes. Yeah. So you said that you started baking. You brought some cakes to work. People started liking the cakes, and it kind of went from there. Mm. Like how did you even get into baking, period? Just <laughs> randomly one day when we were having a potluck. Oh, just that yeah. was the first time you baked a cake? Wow. Yes. Okay. That little raggedy strawberry cake that I brought in with the strawberries dripping off. <laughs> the layers was all lopsided and stuff. That was my first time. It was good. Baking though. a cake. It was good. I mean, I've done box cakes as a kid, but like that was my first scratch cake. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, you started making these cakes. You started posting them. What was like that milestone or that turning point where your business just really start, really just took off? Um... I mean, it's like over the years, there there were kind of a few moments where everything just starts zooming. Mm -hmm. um, I know one in particular, maybe it was, um, there were a few times, but I was on the news before. Well, I was on the news three times. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. So, you know, of course, every time you're on the media, you get like a big rush of, of people coming in. So, uh, Ohio Spectrum News... Um, did um an interview um and then i was on uh fox news dipping strawberries okay um i was on the radio before so whenever that happened you get a big wave of people i started a youtube channel mm -hmm. now this is something else because i know you asked um what kind of how did i build my platform another thing of me i guess being so excited about cakes was I was excited to show you the process. Like, y'all, look how I'm doing these. <laughs> so, like, I was always filming videos and, like, showing behind-the-scenes footage. And right. that's another reason why I think people 
was like, oh, let me go over there. Like, because the, people like seeing behind the scenes stuff. They like seeing how you make it and put it together and stuff like that. Exactly. And like when you engage back with people, like people like that type of thing. Because right. like I said, it's a little different when you don't know who's behind the cake. You just see cake pictures. And they mm-hmm. don't talk back to you. You have no idea of their personality. So that's another reason why I think um, people wanted to, you know, do business with me. Um, and with me posting content before social media content creating was really a big thing. Um, I ended up starting a YouTube channel in 2000, 2018 or 19, 2019. I started a YouTube channel. Okay. And at first I was like, I got all these followers and like people are going to like follow my page. And when I was first posting it, nobody's really following me. And I was like, (laughs) y'all not like where y'all at? So people weren't really following me and I wasn't getting really any views. Mm. So, um, on YouTube. Yes. Okay. So I was like, well, forget it then. I guess it's, you know, didn't happen. And then in January of 2020, Uh um, all of a sudden I'm getting all these notifications on my YouTube, like all these people are commenting and following. I'm like, what's going on? And I found out the cool thing about YouTube is they tell you what's kind of bringing these people in. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it just happened that my hashtags or something matched the hashtags of another baker's strawberry dipping video who's going viral and hers was going viral because it was Valentine's season. So treat makers are like on YouTube looking up new cool treats that they can hurry up and market and get out there. So that's the cool thing about YouTube. Your video can get hoisted because someone else's video is hoisted who you guys share the same hashtag because they'll they'll post it as related content. Okay. So I real quick um, was able to monetize my channel. My YouTube channel is now up to 36,000 followers. But like that January is when I got like a big rush of everybody just flowing in. And and they're all looking at my old videos that I kind of quit on. Right. I was like, oh, here everybody is now. <laughs> so, Wait, um, how many followers on YouTube? Now it's at 36,000. 36,000. So 60,000 on Facebook, 36,000 yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, wow. That's amazing. So I started really loving the content creating thing because that's an area of, you know, big money coming in. Mm-hmm. And you, you're just doing a cake that you're already making and you're just filming it posting the video exactly so i was like yeah that's what i want to do like i want to do content creating um and then another thing is because i got so many followers like at one time kind of coming in um youtube promoted me as one of their rising uh rising creator on the rise okay so where they pretty much um put you on their homepage. okay for 24 hours but just in that 24 hours like a whole bunch of people just start flocking over yeah um so i love the whole teaching i like i love showing people how to do stuff Mm -hmm. um and i was liking the video making what ended up happening is of course you know 2020 the pandemic happened right so that's another thing that helped my youtube channel it boosted right when in the pandemic when everybody's like at home chilling right so like that whole year i was like getting mad views but um but um what was i gonna say oh at the same time so this is what happened with my business though during the pandemic Mm -hmm. people start canceling all their cakes of course because they couldn't do their events Mm -hmm. so then i'm like oh what do i do like people were just canceling right and i ended up coming up with um at the time i called it mobile bakery because i was like people are not having 
events and parties, so they're not ordering these big custom cakes. Mm -hmm. But people are at home wanting just a slice of cake. Right. So I started um, Uh, making dessert cakes, cutting them up in slices. Mm -hmm. And just so I made a website, um, just a little random website. It's not too, there's not like too much intricacy to it. It, It's really basic and simple. Mm -hmm. But people can just go on there, order whatever cake slice they want for whatever day. I will post the pickup times. And at this time, I leased a kitchen downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a commercial kitchen space for a few years. So they would either come downtown, pick up the cake slice, and then I would post the delivery times and me and a crew of people. Now, at this time, I had a crew mm-hmm. okay. because during the pandemic, people didn't have jobs. Right. So they were like, is there anything we can do with the kitchen for you? And I'm like, yeah, you can be a delivery driver. Like, I'll charge whatever I charge them mm-hmm. for delivery. I'll give that to you. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would have people come to the kitchen, deliver mm-hmm. people stuff. I mean, it's pretty much like my own DoorDash type thing. Exactly. And during the pandemic, I made like it was it was hitting because I think the first time I posted something, I was like, you guys, I'm doing a strawberry crumble cheesecake, some cupcakes, like some peach cobbler pound cake slices. And mm-hmm. I remember and this is before I had my website. This uh-huh. is what made me do my website. I posted on Facebook. because I was like, you know, ten dollars a slice. Everybody cash at me. Here's my cash app. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there fight, and you just keep hearing the cash out noise. And it went up to like over a thousand dollars. And I had to cancel the post, like, like you guys stop sending me money. Because this is like cool seeing all that money coming in, but you're like, but I have to execute this now. Exactly. And I have all these orders to do in the next two days. So I was like, oh, I can make big time money doing this. So that's why I got the website so it can be a little more official and like easier for me to manage everybody's orders. You can set like a certain amount of you know, orders like I only want to do, you know, 20 slices or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So everything took off from there with mobile bakery. I was having people deliver. Mm-hmm. So um, I was doing that. Well, I've been doing that big time since then because with the thing is with dessert cakes, they take less time than custom cakes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a higher profit margin because... You don't have all these extra decor stuff that you have to buy, like floral and fondant stuff and thick cake boards that's really expensive. I just go to GFS or Amazon, order, you know, the little containers in bulk, Mm -hmm. and I can charge $10 a cake. And, I mean, like, I was doing, like, 10-inch cakes, cutting about 10 slices um, out of the cake, Mm -hmm. and each slice was $10. So it was, like, $100 off of you know one cake and when it comes to just a dessert cake where you're just using butter egg flour you know right the cost is lower right what makes cost higher is like the custom stuff mm-hmm. so i was like yeah this is what we're gonna be doing <laughs> so i was that's pretty much how the most of the money i started like coming in the other thing is like i said i have my youtube channel mm-hmm. um because i'm really like going ham with the mobile bakery mm-hmm. then i didn't have time to like edit my videos like i wanted so it was like i started slacking on my youtube channel so like if you look at you'll see like all my videos that i posted like the first year mm-hmm. is the one that has like all these like tons of views right and then you see me take a break for a year and then maybe post something like six months later so pretty much i kind of slacked on my youtube channel i kind of mm-hmm. feel bad about that so i'm like if i just stay consistent with that that would have been like good money. Did you ever consider like maybe sending it to someone else and paying them to edit it for you? Just sending the, the footage? I definitely want to do that. Yeah. So like maybe even, I'm assuming like, 
Fiverr or something like that, just going to them, hire someone to say, hey, here's my video, yeah. chop this up. I oh. didn't know uh, Fiverr did video editing. Um, well, I'm yeah. assuming they do. They do everything. They do do a lot. <laughs> I've heard about that. Yeah. I'll definitely look into that because I know eventually I would like um, like a professional video editor because mm-hmm. I just kind of do basic editing um, off of an app called CapCut. Okay. Um. But also, like on Facebook, I've started doing big content uh, creating since Facebook pays now mm-hmm. for uh, monetization. So, like, I have a lot of my tutorial videos on there, mm-hmm. which I get paid. I mean, you know, it's extra money. It's not like a million dollars, but it's, it's, it's good extra a few hundred months. So, okay. that's nice. Yeah, I think there are some uh, AI tools out there, too, that'll mm-hmm. edit your video for you. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's let's go back, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have an amazing craft, an amazing passion. You built a successful company. So, when did you first um, get your business license? Was it after you made that first cake and people started coming to um, you saying, "Hey, can you no, bake me a cake?" No, it took a while because I didn't know at that time. I thought I was just going to be doing it just for fun because I was working. Okay. Um, I didn't get all that until maybe, oh, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know someone was telling me, and it's like, I don't know this business stuff. Mm-hmm. I know in 2014, I tried what I got was my EIN. Okay. And I thought my EIN was it. Oh. And so I was like, and, and then they're like, no, you, <laughs> I was like, oh, so I got on there, I got my LLC and stuff. So, okay. yeah, it, it took a few years for that. But it's like, I'm like, there's so much stuff, uh-huh. you know what I mean, that you have to get together. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really know the whole process of that. But, yeah. Okay. So that was in, like, 2017. So 2017, you established your LLC. And your website, you said it was 2020? Mm-hmm. Okay, so before then, you just use Facebook and YouTube to market your business, and that's pretty much all I still use now. Okay, um, I I'm, I really just post pictures on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, I kind of slow down. I got mad at them because they were, they weren't liking my stuff. So I was like, I ain't gonna post on Instagram. <laughs> It just seems like I get the most engagement off Facebook. So, like, mostly Facebook, yeah, and word of mouth. Um, Because I've had people ask me what sort of marketing techniques do I use. And, again, I don't use any sort of special marketing techniques at all to draw people in and get sales. I literally just post pictures Mm -hmm. and wait for people to come desire what they want. So (laughs) Okay. So what – so basically it's all organic. And from what I understand, you were able to get all of these followers, all of these dedicated followers and people that were interested in your product because Mm -hmm. you were yourself. You were genuine. You showed your personality and you made a good product. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about a key challenge throughout that process. Or has it always just been successful? Um, no, it, it, there was, it was challenging the whole entire way okay. even when I was making it look good. Okay. Um, because with custom cakes, it takes a lot in supply. So at first when I was starting off, um, I didn't have a business mindset when I started doing it as a business, mm-hmm. I was still going uh, looking at it as a customer standpoint of saying, I wouldn't want to pay 
that much for a cake. So when I priced stuff, I was pricing it low because I was like, I don't want to charge people that much. Mm. But I really wasn't. There's a lot of cakes I probably just did for free, honestly. And there's some stuff where I probably paid them to <laughs> because I, I wasn't charging what I should have been charging. So that was one mistake um, out the gate. I just wasn't aware of how to price my business. Okay. Um, when things started... Um, kind of picking up more and I start doing it full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into more issues by running way too many sales. Uh, because the cool thing about a sale is you can get a lot of people at one time to give you money mm-hmm. for future orders. Mm-hmm. So when, and when you first get that money, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm balling. I'm balling. <laughs> and then you spend that money on your bills and a couple months like, and then as the year progresses, you got to, execute these cakes that's already been paid for at a discounted price Mm -hmm. and then if you don't have the money for supplies now you're like i have to hurry and get more money in Mm -hmm. so now i gotta run another sale real quick right and next thing i knew i'm booked up for the whole year with people with on sales oh wow and it was so hard and i just kept being you know how like the payday loans feel like you're in it and Mm -hmm. you keep you're in this cycle and you like you pay pay it back and then you have to get another one. Mm-hmm. It, that's exactly how it felt. Gotcha. Because then I'm like, I got to do another sale, another big sale, just to get money. And then I'm just like living on sale money. So it didn't seem like there were a couple of years there where I wasn't making that much of a profit. Mm-hmm. And people will see me posting these bomb cakes, mm-hmm. having all these followers. Mm-hmm. Oh, you balling. And I'm like, no. So that was another thing, just um, not knowing how to price stuff right. Gotcha. So did you ever think about like taking advantage of any business resources like score or, or hiring a business coach to kind of help you price your um, price your items and stuff like that? I did do a score class, but well, I did one. I guess I should say I, I should have stuck with it because um, the first few classes, I'm like, this is stuff I already know. Um, like, they was just telling you how to get your LLC, like, the different type of businesses. Like, do you want to be a sole proprietor? I'm like, I already did all that. <laughs> and then they're like, this is how you get customers. This is how you get a target out. I'm like, I know that. Right. I'm like, <laughs> like, let's get to the good <laughs> I need, stuff. Right. I need to know business processes and stuff. I should have stuck with it because maybe eventually that's what they would have talked about. Right. Um, and I, But I will take accountability and say I didn't try hard enough to seek out those sources. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Okay. I know I, ha- I have a lot of excuses why I didn't, but in the day, it's like my responsibility. Nobody else is going to come in and be like, let me take you by the hand and show you. You know what I mean? So That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, have, did you ever consider or would you consider hiring a business coach? I, w- I mean, I, w- I would. I w- let me say I was considering it. Okay. I definitely wanted that in the past. Okay. Um, do I want one now? I guess I have to figure out what direction I want to go because okay. now I'm kind of with me moving into content creating. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I want to have a storefront anymore. Um, so I don't know if having a business mentor, I mean, I guess a business mentor is always good. Okay. I was just curious. I won't say no. <laughs> they can always teach me something. <laughs> I still do cakes on the side part time, so... All right, so let's talk about this vicious cycle, right? So you were yeah. saying that you had to pretty much continue these sales in order to stay afloat. Yeah. So what did you do to kind of overcome that, like to get out of that cycle? Uh, it was really hard getting out of that cycle, actually. Um, 
I just actually had to take my... I, I To get out of it, you just have to take yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Which means I just stopped everything and went full... I just started working a job full time. Okay. And, and I took it really hard um, because I felt like I was a failure. Um, you know, and... But at the same time, I was like, if sometimes you just have to take a step back and start at ground one again. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like this is my phase now. I work full time. Um, first of all, I do love the job that I work. I work at a school. Mm-hmm. Um, the other cool thing about this um, is when I came into the school, like they knew I did case because it was on my resume. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm a secretary at the school. So I saw that they have after school clubs. And when I was looking through the packet of different clubs they had, I saw something that said like cooking and baking. Mm. So I was asking the, the lady training me. I was like, oh, they have like a, a baking after school class. And she mm-hmm. was like, well, not anymore because the teacher who's doing it, she's not with us anymore. I was like, well, um, <laughs> I have yeah. given lots of classes in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, oh, really? So I was just showing her my um, my Facebook page, and they went and showed the principal and the directors, and they were like, oh, yeah, the parents would love this. So um, I've been doing um, after-school clubs with the kids at the school mm-hmm. um, since I've been there in August. And the cool thing about how they do the after-school clubs is they let you charge the parents since it's an after-school activity, and you keep everything nice so that's a cool way to make money okay so um and i appreciate them for letting me come on there and kind of do my own business thing mm-hmm. um and so it's like it's a really big school so i'm i'm doing the clubs with um the elementary side mm-hmm. and they have this big preschool side so now the preschool teachers just recently told me like oh we want to do one with the little preschool kids and i'm like yeah i would love to okay so they're they're like all really supportive of of my cake endeavors and then they've had like a big few events and i brought in cakes there and my thing is i volunteered the cake right so i wasn't thinking about any sort of business promotion but they're like no bring your business cards flyers blah blah blah. these parents they will want you to do their cakes i was like oh my goodness so i've had parents now who like asked me to do cakes for them and stuff like that so it's just crazy how you know i'm thinking i failed and Mm -hmm. i did this pivot Mm -hmm. And my business is still just pushing. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, it sounds like you, you're repositioning yourself. Yeah. So you're saying, hey, these orders came in. I had this sale. And because I had to sell, people paid for their cakes a year in advance. I'm using this money to pay bills. And next thing you know, I, I had to have sell over sell in order to, to, to catch up. Eventually, yeah. I went into this vicious cycle. Once I got everything done, you're saying you left. Went back to work for a time, hit that reset button to say, okay, hey, I'm still going to stay into cakes. Yeah. So you dropped down to part-time baking Mm -hmm. cakes or making cakes. Then you went into teaching Mm -hmm. kids how to bake. Yeah. And then based off you hitting that reset button and still keeping a hold of your passion, the parents came in. They saw what you were doing because you were teaching and then the the parents got interested. Now you're back where you were. When business was really booming for you. Yeah. So but I guess this the question... time there's no stress. Uh-huh. Like the stress of having to take so many orders to pay bills. Like I don't have that anymore. Okay. So now I'm like, oh, I, I don't have room this week, guys. I'm so sorry. They're like, oh, it's okay. And I, I have a life I can enjoy, you know, 
a free time now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those are all pluses. So that's why I appreciate now where I am. Okay. So sometimes it's cool to just take a step back for a second mm-hmm. if you're getting too overwhelmed. No, that's good. And I'm glad that we're talking about this because it's going to, and I, I say this all the time, it's going to help the young Shauna out there who's looking to grow her baking business or her cake business because, and I think we should talk about this too, sometimes people, they, they start something and they see success mm-hmm. and they immediately jump into it mm-hmm. without actually looking at everything that's included in business, right? Yeah. Like everything from a financial standpoint, as far as pers- the personal side, the business side. Obviously, you had the marketing down, you had the skill down, but all of the other parts, business acumen and operations yeah. that comes along with that. Exactly. And it also shows that you were humble enough to say, okay, look, I have to scale back because there's a lot of things that I didn't know before jumping into this. Right. And now you're going back into it, which you never stopped. But mm-hmm. you're saying, okay, hey, I'm going to slow down, mm-hmm. take my time. If I have the capacity to, to, to do orders, mm-hmm. I'll make the cakes. If I don't, I'll let them know, hey, I'm at capacity. I can't do it. I'll yeah. let you know when I have an open schedule. Mm-hmm. So right now, your business is still operating, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just on a part-time basis. Yeah. And you're teaching part-time or yes. full-time. Te- well, part-time, I should say. Okay. The after-school clubs are uh, once a week. Gotcha. Yeah. So... You go to, you have these events, you attend these events, you're handing out business cards, you're handing out flyers. Mm-hmm. When it comes to scaling your business again, are you open to that or are you just going to keep it at a, on a part-time basis? Um, honestly, I would really, if I could have it my way, I would prefer to be more of a content creator. Okay. Um, I still enjoy doing cakes. And maybe this is the part of me that is still kind of fearful and hurt over what happened. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't. I can't see myself going full time at it again. Okay. Unless I had a squad, I would not do it again unless I had a, a team mm-hmm. um, who was just as passionate about it as I am. Um, so, or the Lord just taps me on my shoulder and was like, we're doing this again. But I would want to, like, have a concrete plan, like, know what I'm doing. I wouldn't do it again unless I did have a mentor Mm -hmm. and I got some guidance Mm -hmm. so I could do it the right way the next time. Gotcha. So let's talk about, you said when you first started, there were five, I don't know, I can't remember what you said, basically five people that made custom cakes in Columbus, right? Mm -hmm. That was back in 2012? Yeah, like in 2011, 2012, okay. um, Custom Cakes was like kind of just coming on to the scene. Okay. Um, so would you say you have a lot of competition now? Well, I'll say it's heavily saturated right now. Uh, like uh, there's a lot of people like are in the cake industry now. Okay. Um, but my thing is I never really looked at it as competition. Mm-hmm. Um, because one cool thing about me starting early mm-hmm. is I got a lot of loyal customers in the beginning mm. who stayed with me, like, no matter who else came in to get, like, they want me to do their cakes, period. Okay. So I do have a lot of loyal customers. Um, um, but I just never really look at other bakers as competition. I kind of just look at it as, um... Like, just having, I guess, I don't know, friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, people who kind of get it that we can, like, talk to in the inbox. Like, girl, because we're going to. 
Um, I like going to other bakers. Like, we'll be like, what would you charge for this? What would you charge for this? Um, I mean, I've had a couple bakers who, you know, don't like it for no reason. But I think that's in any industry. Right. Where they, they, you know, feel jealous or, um, you know, like they'll scared that you'll take their customers or something. But um, I never really had that fear. Okay. So what would you say, as of right now, sets you apart? If you're saying that market is saturated, outside of having the lawyer cl- loyal client base, what mm-hmm. sets you apart? Um, honestly, so I'm not even going to say that it is my skill. Mm-hmm. I'm still just honestly going to say it's... Um, I just have such a heavy online presence and heavy engagement with people. Um, And you don't see that too much with a lot of business owners um, because you'll see their business, but you don't see them. So you don't know the person behind the cake. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've realized that people are more comfortable doing business with people they feel like they know. Mm. And it's funny because so many people feel like they know me. Okay. They're like, I just feel like I know you because I'm following you. But they don't. Right. But that makes them more comfortable to do business because they, you know. Okay. I have just such an online presence and I post all the time. Right. That personal Um, connection. Yeah. But that's just me. I'm not saying everybody should do this because I know there's people out there successful and they're, they're not... They don't post as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, you know, everybody has their thing. But I think that's what works for me. Okay. It's kind of just been my thing. Um, so, and that's another reason why I've kind of enjoyed doing content creating because I can do my little funny narrations on my videos. Right. <laughs> that people laugh at. So, yeah. So, moving into the content creation space, mm-hmm. are you still going to bake and post your cakes and stuff like that? Yeah, or? definitely do. I still want to. Okay. All right. So, give us a success story like i'm pretty sure throughout all of this success over the last 10 years that there was that one success story that stands out in your mind like that one moment that you stand on that you're just super proud of i mean that would just have to be the moment of 2020 (laughs) (laughs) i hate saying that because that was like the worst year for so many people but i was like man that was just like my best year. Okay. And it's so terrible to say. Like, you feel guilty saying it because, for real, it was a terrible year. Um, but that was when my business took off, and that's when my YouTube channel took off, and that's when Mobile Bakery took off, and I did have a nice amount of money coming in, and I wasn't stressed, mm-hmm. even though I was working all the time. Um, but I wasn't trying to pay bills like I had the money. Um, and it just, and I was on the news, and all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. that was the year I was like, oh, this is it. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So, so in, in that moment, 2020 being a year, which was a short time ago, we're talking about, what, three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. What year did you start the sales? What year did I start? Yeah. You remember you said you started to you started to sell. People were paying you a year in advance. And then oh, it kind of snowballed oh, out of control. That was... Um, so some of it had started before 2020. Okay. Um, and then during that year, I stopped doing sales because I didn't feel like it was necessary. And then when the 2020 crowd started dying down, mm-hmm. um, then I started picking the sales back up. So I would say like uh, 2021, 
is okay. when I started getting back into the the sales mode. Uh, so okay. yeah. So when when you had to officially stop at that point, did you still have the kitchen? So um, the kitchen, I left the kitchen August of twenty twenty two. Okay. Um, because that's when everything was just. I was so overwhelmed okay. by that point. Mm-hmm. It was so many orders coming in. And by this time, I was feeling down on myself because, like I said, I was taking so many orders in order to pay things that people, there were some people not satisfied. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have to give money back. And I was like, the last thing I want to do is have a reputation because I know what word of mouth does for you when you're in a good space. Exactly. Like, I took off like crazy because of good word of mouth. Mm -hmm. I was like, the last thing I want is word of mouth to start drag me down exactly i was like so i have to cut back um so i i left the kitchen because for one thing you know that's just an extra bill Mm -hmm. um and then it was just a lot with the building with having people pull i mean because it's downtown so there's not like parking exactly so honestly the building owners they got on my nerves because i had so many people pulling up Mm -hmm. in spots that (laughs) weren't supposed to be pulling up (laughs) because there was no parking so they started complaining. Um, I got on their nerves, honestly, with that. <laughs> I, I was like, I didn't know what to say. Um, after I was like, you know what? Um, I'm just going to go back baking from home because mm-hmm. it's going to be less cost to me. Mm-hmm. I'll be in my own space. So I started going uh, baking from home again. And I don't know. Everything. I, I'm, I'm going to be completely transparent. In the seven years that I've been doing cakes full time. Mm-hmm. I think I've had my car repossessed five times. I've gone into eviction twice. Okay. Luckily, you know, because I ran sales, I got stuff back really quick. Mm-hmm. But this last eviction that I just went into, I was like, I gotta get a job. Because you know what? I didn't try this. So I'm getting a job. And so I moved back in with my mom. So, that, so currently, right now, I'm with my mom. Mm-hmm. And so this is just kind of my bounce back. Time exactly where I'm relearning everything. I have a job, so I don't have to really focus on taking so many orders. I can focus on what I'm passionate about, which is the content creating, mm-hmm. stacking my money so I can get back out there. So this right now is like my rebuilding period for me. No, this is this is really good, right? Yeah. So let's do this for a second before we kind of talk about that a little bit. How did you get comfortable? At what point did you say? I'm comfortable enough to quit my job. Like, what did that transition look like? Initially? Yeah. Okay. When you, when you first quit to say, I'm, I'm going to go into cakes full time. Okay, so so honestly, I did not quit. Okay. They let me go. Okay. Because I was late so many times because I was staying up all night doing cakes. <laughs> And and I would always tell my boss, like, oh, my goodness. And he honestly had so many heart-to-heart uh, talks with me. Yeah. He was like, honestly, he was like, that's what you're passionate about. He was like, why don't you just do that? And I was like, I don't think I can do it full-time. He's like, well, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. You better figure it out because you're going to be doing it full-time pretty oh. soon. And it was hilarious. But I do want to say this. They love me so much. They knew I was a, a good person mm-hmm. that when they let me go, mm-hmm. They said, we're not going to put it down as us firing you. We're putting it down as you resign. Wow. That's how much they, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, will, I won't say we're a job that is just in case that gets them in trouble. But that's right. what they right. They said. So, they, so of course, the whole company, you, oh, 
this goes back to your other question about when your pivotal moment of okay. success. Okay. So when I left that job, of course, everybody was like, oh, you're leaving so you can do your cakes full time. I was like, yeah. And I brought in like a celebratory cake for myself the last day. Of course, you know, they're passing it around. Uh-huh. And I guess they gave it to some of the higher ups and executives. Mm-hmm. So when I was when I left after my last day, um, I got an email from the assistant of the CEO of the company there. Mm-hmm. And she somebody passed her one of my cakes. So she was like, oh, this cake is amazing. We just heard you you left because you wanted to pursue your, your passion full time. I was like, yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and she was like, I would love for you to do um, a cake for one of our executive meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was her birthday and I guess same day as her, um, one of their meetings. So I brought in like a wine shaped cake with like little uh, fondant grapes and stuff. And it was real pretty. Nice. Um, and then they loved that so much. She said, this is the CEO of like a major company. Mm-hmm. She was like, I would love for you to do my wedding cake coming up. I was like, oh my God. I can't believe it. So, and that was exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when I was like, things is really going to take off. But you know, it's amazing. Like there's a lady that um, has a cookie baking business. Mm-hmm. It's called ABC Cookie. She's been mm-hmm. in business for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. She had the same story. Oh, the exact really? same, almost like verbatim. Oh, she wow. said, you know, she went to her boss and was like, I'm done. You know, she brought in some cookies. They mm-hmm. loved the cookies and she had a sale. She did wonderful in the sale. And she's like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go start full time. Yeah. She left and she's like, okay, what did I just do? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but she said her business like really blew up. And she's been yeah. in business 30 plus years. She's oh, in the wow. nationwide building downtown oh, okay. on, on the first floor. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So let me tell you what I love about this interview. What I love about this interview is this is that type of interview where we get to really talk about the true challenges because not everybody's going to have that nice, shiny success story because aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs have to understand that there's going to be some rough patches. You can have a lot of success, but things can change at any point, Mm -hmm. but it's okay to take a step back pick yourself up mm-hmm. and try again. I mean, mm-hmm. to know that you went from trying it out to leaving your job, having a lot of success, and sometimes people don't plan for too much success. A lot of times we we plan for, well, what if it doesn't work? But we need to plan for what if it does work? Yeah. You know? <laughs> And that was a major thing because sometimes you can grow so fast before you're ready. Exactly. And, and it's like, then what, how do you handle all these customers? Right. So. So, you know, you were super successful and you're like, hey, I still have a lot of loyalty. I still have a lot of followers. So I'm going to step back part time, still teach, decide which way I'm going to pivot. It's not going anywhere. But if I do decide, if you do decide to scale, that you know you're going to have it well planned out because you know where you went wrong. Mm-hmm. So now you could check the boxes on, yep, I'm not going to do that again. I'm right. not going to do that again. And you know exactly what to do to plan for the success this time. Exactly. Yeah. So what's some advice that you would give? Now, that advice could be from the things that you experienced that were learning opportunities or from the successful moments, whatever it is you want to share. Okay. So I'll say if I could go back 
and do it again um i would be more um diligent about getting some sort of business mentoring classes something that taught me structure in the beginning um, because i never really had structure and i always kind of felt like i was doing my business willy-nilly like i'm just going with the flow um and it would have been great for me to implement structure in the beginning um before things took off so that was my pattern mm-hmm. um so yeah so i would say if you're really serious um about wanting your business to take off and you do the right steps to get um some sort of mentor a part of an organization who can kind of guide you along the way instead of you just kind of on your own just trying to (laughs) make things happen so makes sense yeah and i will say because i did try but when those doors didn't open i i stopped seeking the help so it's like keep being persistent with the help okay so let me ask you this i know that you're just you know doing the cakes part-time would you be interested in taking a class on business acumen operations and finance yeah okay i'm asking because i'm a part of an organization and i'm actually in class myself Mm -hmm. relearning a lot of that stuff just Mm -hmm. to keep my mind fresh yeah so, but we could talk about that off camera. Yeah. And I think it'll be super dope because they go through everything mm-hmm. and it's very thorough. Yeah. Now, and there's one little thing I want to add since you brought that up. Yeah. Because I've had just so many thoughts over the years when I'm, you know, things are up and down and I'm, I'm trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, I feel like, because, you know, you have your creatives and then you have your, your business-minded people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Um, People who are who know how to run a business and understand the structure of it um, would be more successful, um, even if they didn't have the creative skill there, mm-hmm. because they know just how to run stuff and make it happen and get the right people in place who know how to do those things. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I, I would see these people, these like who's really business minded. I'd be like, man, like you could have my skill and really do this thing. Mm-hmm. You ever thought about just having a number two, like finding somebody who would be, and I've heard this a lot, like you have a lot of people that want to be number one, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing wrong with being a number two Mm -hmm. because the number two could be just as successful. Mm -hmm. Like you have, and this is nothing against you, right? What Mm -hmm. I'm about to say, but it's, you have the creative and then you have the operational brain. Mm-hmm. And with the creative brain and the operational brain together, to your point, is bringing in, finding somebody who's willing to be mm-hmm. that number two. I guess my question to you is, if you found that number two, mm-hmm. would you be comfortable with giving them some equity in the business? Um, I would. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have to be a, a conversation. Because my whole thing is, like, I would just want to be able to trust that person, that they weren't trying to, like, just swindle me. Like Exactly. <laughs> You know, so um, if I really trusted them, then yeah, because that would be a given anyway. You're helping me become more successful. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I was gonna, I was gonna ask you something else. Um, as far as like balancing your personal life and your family life. So now mm-hmm. you're working a cake business. Mm-hmm. 
part-time, mm-hmm. you're teaching part-time. Mm-hmm. So where do you find time for you between those two things? Um, Nights, weekends when I'm kind of done. Luckily now, my Saturdays don't run as long. Like It used to be an all-day thing, and I wouldn't be done until like late mm-hmm. Saturday night. But like now my Saturdays, I wrap my Saturdays up around like 2, 3 o'clock. So I still have time to rest. Um, there's like different groups I go to now and... Um, you know. Okay. I'm I'm still learning how to come out of the hermit life. <laughs> gotcha. It's still a process, so. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do for fun? You said certain groups. I mean, are these like painting groups or? Pa- I'm like, yeah. well, I'm like um, in the church now. So it's like I have like Bible study groups, That's like good. different, like different maturity groups and stuff like that. Okay. And like on, um. Like, on that note, one thing that kept me in the game instead of, like, completely quitting is because I just knew from the beginning that God gave me this gift. Because it's it's really just something that felt like it was just thrown on me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just such a natural at it really quickly. Um, And because I know for a fact it was a gift, like, I didn't know what direction I were to go with it, but I knew that he gave it to me for a reason. Because he doesn't give you any gift just to, you know sit on it and not do anything with it. So that was always something I prayed about, like, what direction do you want me to go with this? Because I know you don't want me to just completely quit. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I went back to working full-time thinking that I failed, mm-hmm. um, and I still have these cake doors opening up for me, that just shows me that I still want you to work your gift. Absolutely. So That's good. Yeah. So how do you stay with the market being saturated, how do you stay up to date on the trends with everything that changes in the cake business as far as um, decorations and flavors and styles and all of that stuff? I kind of just follow, like, a million other bakers, honestly. <laughs> like, on on um, Instagram and TikTok, you just kind of see, like, I, I monitor the style and see how everything's kind of going. Like, when I first started... Fondant cakes were, like, the big thing. Mm -hmm. Everything was, like, fondant handmade. And over the years, you hear people say, oh, we don't like fondant, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And you start to see more bakers kind of push out buttercream cakes. Now they're getting really just um, uh, advanced with, like, the buttercream techniques and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, now you see, like, these modern cakes that look like statues. So they're, like, different shapes, like, on top of each other, like, defying gravity and stuff. So... Pretty much, it's like instead of me wanting to stay uh, with the in within my skill range, even though it's cool, eventually that's going to start to look old fashioned. Mm-hmm. So it's like I want to start moving towards the modernized cakes. I was actually up last night on YouTube um, looking up how to do the sh- build the structure for it, like these big poles so you can stack your cakes on top of each other. Okay. So I'll be putting out some some cool videos pretty soon. Um, so, yeah, well, pretty much just watching the trend and just seeing what everybody else is doing, honestly. If you ask me, it sounds like you're on track because you have taken the unconventional path, the non-traditional path. You have experienced that success, a lot of success. You've had some challenges. You had to reset. You had to step back. Now, it seems like you're super focused, know exactly where you want to do, what you want to do, where you want to go. And obviously, God's backing you with your vision and with your passion. 
So you're all set. And I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to see it, yeah. like, honestly. So with all of the beautiful work that you do, tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you. Uh, you can follow my Facebook page, Love Meets Cake. Um, and that's the same thing as my YouTube channel. It's called Love Meets Cake. Uh, TikTok, I'm trying to post more, but I do have some cake videos on there. My name on there is called Awkward, Awkward Black Girl Baker. Just because, you know, I'm quirky and I'm just going to let people know right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> okay? I'm a little socially awkward. So I decided to make that my name just so when people be like, oh. Just being yourself. Just being myself. But it makes people laugh, though. Absolutely. They mean the comments cracking up. So So they can still, you know, uh, submit orders, right, for cakes? You can still order, yeah, if you're You still serious. do custom cakes? Yep. Okay. All yep. right, perfect. Anything else you want to add? Um, Close us out. Give us some closing words. Oh, closing words. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to have to say don't give up. Pivot if you need to. Um, take a break um, to reset if you need to. But, you know, don't completely quit and bury your gifts. Keep Absolutely. at it. So you never know who's watching you because that's one thing. That's true. Very true. Yeah. Love Me's Cake. What Love did that Me's name? Cake. Yeah, what did that name come from? So initially, okay, so when I very first started and, you know, you and other people was like, you should do this business. <laughs> right. Um, and I was writing out names. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, I was writing like, oh, Shauna Bakes cake. Or, I, I remember I had a notepad and I was just writing down just different like cake names. Uh-huh. And um, this, somebody was like, whatever it is, because I was running, um, running uh cake names past them they're like just make sure it's organic and fresh like just something that stands out and i was like okay because you see a lot of people say oh tasha sweet treats and yummy <laughs> delights and bacon <laughs> like everybody's name kind of sounds similar right um and it came from because i saw that there is a bakery and it was called art eats bakery mm. and i kind of like that play on words mm-hmm. And I was just writing out different things. And I put Love Meets Cake because I was so in love with the art mm-hmm. and so in love with the passion. Um, and then at the time, like I said, it was therapeutic for me because it was kind of like, you know, doing the cakes was kind of building me out of a dark place because I was going through depression and stuff at the time. Gotcha. And it was kind of, I just felt kind of like God's love filled me. So the word love just kept standing out. Mm. And I wanted to play on words of love meets cake because it was just love meeting the world of cakes mm-hmm. so i was like that's my name so yeah i think that's another thing kind of just stands out because it's not like your sweet treats and tasty treats <laughs> <laughs> that's true so is yeah. your love meets cake on youtube as well yes okay so if you need to order some cakes custom cakes check out shana banks love meets cake on facebook instagram tiktok and youtube She's given us some great information, shared some things that were really close, near and dear to her heart. So I'm hoping that somebody out there, the young Shauna or somebody who's looking to start their business, already starting their business and don't feel like things aren't going well, you can always take a step back, reset and rebuild. But we want to thank you for joining the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast, where we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting other aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast. And we'll see you next time.